Hello, friends. This week's episode is sponsored by House of Joppa. If you're looking for beautifully curated Catholic home decor, jewelry, art, rosaries, and other gifts, look no further than House of Joppa. Each product is designed to draw you deeper into your faith and help you fall more in love with Christ and His church. Whether you are looking for something for yourself or a special gift for a friend, head over to their website in the show notes. My favorite products are their vintage Sacred Heart Medallion, which opens to reveal a place for prayer intentions, and their Last Supper print is so unique. Abiding Together listeners receive 15% off their purchase at checkout with discount code ABIDE15. That's one word, ABIDE15. Check out the link to their website in the show notes or head over to houseofjoppa.com. That's houseofjoppa.com. We hope you enjoy this episode. Well, hello, dear friends, and welcome to season 12 of the Abiding Together podcast. We are so excited to be back with you for another season. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. And we have people from all over the world on this walk together, and you are most, most welcome. My name is Sister Miriam James, and every week I'm joined by two of my very dearest friends, Michelle Benzinger and Heather Kim, and we speak about what the Lord is doing in our life, the movements of the Holy Spirit, what is breaking our hearts, what is healing us, and where the Lord is leading us to deeper relationship with Him. So wherever you find yourself today, wherever that is, you are most welcome. So grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Abiding Together podcast. And we've got a really beautiful one that comes from the heart of beautiful Heather Kim, who emailed this this morning and she's like, hey, let's record a podcast about this. So this is like real time outside of the plan, which when those things happen, it makes you kind of wonder what the Lord is doing in our hearts. Um, But before we launch into that, my dear friends, how are we this morning? Heather's very cold. We talk about the weather because we're old. So Heather... It's like one degree where you are pretty much, right? It's so cold for our U.S. <laughs> listeners. It's 12, uh, 12 degrees. Mm. That's for real. And it's never usually that cold here. I know people think Canada and they think it's constantly like just a frozen wasteland. But no, it's usually not that cold. We don't usually dip below zero here because we're really close to the ocean. So yeah, we're freezing our little buns off right now and keeping close to the fire, <laughs> keeping close to the little fire. So, mm-hmm. which is nice. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I like that. It's like, mm-hmm. so the other day our pool, the saga continues guys, just so you know, I mean, this ongoing saga just, so we got it redone. The whole thing got ripped off. Then it got, gets put on. We're like, yay, we swim in it and everything. We start to shut it down for the winter and it starts to like very, very like slowly leak, Oh, which means... I don't want to get into the whole thing, but all that means is that we can't cover it. So we can't put the cover over it because it needs enough water in it to hold the cover up. So it's open. So the other day it's like half frozen over on the top, but only half of it. And our two little dogs went and jumped in this pool (gasps) and they were like swimming all over the place. It's like having two toddlers around. We have another dog that's a little bit older. If anybody missed it, we have three dogs. This is totally what COVID has done to us. We are crazy dog people anyway he's looking at them like y'all are crazy you know you could just see the look in his eye and they're like yeah two little toddlers burning around all over making a mess anyway i thought you were going to tell us that you guys opened a hockey rink on your on your uh so it was pool. just about i i think it's like that this morning i'm honestly. sure it's like fully frozen over now so how are you michelle I actually, it's really cold right now. I actually have my wool socks on. We even last night, but I love it. Again, it's all cozy and it's great. We actually built a fire in our TV room last night. Like it was like our great room. 
And Sam, our son, looks at us oh. and goes, have we ever built a fire? Has there ever been a fire in that fireplace before? <laughs> like, because <laughs> it's so cold. Mm-hmm. So it was good. But I love it because it's like really good comfort food. And I don't know, everyone's mm-hmm. home. And I like it's all cozy. I like it for about three weeks. And then I'll be like, ditch it. I need sunshine, a lot of sunshine and warmth. But it's beautiful right now. And so, mm-hmm. sister? Well, I think the, the cold is relative in, in Pensacola, though, right? I mean, you're not 11 degrees. No, but we are supposed to get down to 22 degrees here, which is really cold. And so we actually cold. may get snow, which is really cold. What? So right now, get out of it, is, it was it was 31 this morning, which is below freezing. So I get a little credit for that. You know? <laughs> so there you go. You Floridians. I love How are you, it, sister? Well, well, we're hanging in there. We um, is not... Not cold. Well, it's lovely. Uh, it's raining. Let's be honest. The Pacific Northwest girl, I woke up to the rain. It's 55 degrees right now, right? And raining. And I'm like, oh, bring it on. Bring it on. I just want to open the window and let all the dampness in. You're like, you know, you're from the Pacific Northwest when everybody's like, why are you yeah. so weird? Like, <laughs> You just want it to smell like evergreens though. Also. Oh, I do. We don't have a real tree because that's not happening where I live. But you know, you can dream. A girl can dream. You could just hang your head out the window like your three dogs, Heather, and just dream a little bit. You know, you just... I am not having, I'm not having a problem with that. So but maybe what we could do is let's jump into our topic for today. And Heather, I'm going to let you unpack that, but we're going to use, we're going to talk about freedom in Christ and bondage versus freedom. And our scripture passage that we're going to use to guide our discussion today is from the St. Paul's letter to the Galatians chapter five. And he says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. And there's been so much said about this, a very famous passage um, on so many levels. And I just would love to hear, Heather, if you could unpack for our listeners what was on your heart this morning and kind of where we're going to go today. Yeah, so I was watching Family Movie Night last night, and we watched this movie called The Woman King. And I don't know about you all, but it's gotten to this point where I'm like so immersed in like faith things and like that way of thinking that when I watch movies, there's just certain things that pop out at me. Mm -hmm. So I'm like listening through those ears always. So towards the beginning of the movie, there was like, it's just like a one liner. Somebody goes, we need stronger warriors. And I'm like, "Mm, preach, you know, (laughs) (laughs) they're not talking about spiritual warriors. Okay. But that's just how I hear it. Anyway, towards the end of the movie, there was another line that leapt out at me and I was just like, oh, this is so good. So they said it was a king talking at the end and his people had been, you know, they're constantly under the threat of being taken as prisoners and into slavery. And so he said, if you want to hold people in chains, one must first convince them that they are meant to be bound. Mm. And as I heard him say that, I was like, oh my gosh, is that not what the enemy does? Like our, our, like, Satan, the enemy, is that not what he does? That he is constantly convincing people that, and all of us, that we're made to be bound. And this idea of of us being made for freedom, like the truth of what is being said in Galatians, you know, like that that isn't really what is on our mind. I think we, you know, will subtly say things like, you know, well, I'm only human, you know, talking about our weaknesses as if this is some kind of bad thing that we're just made to be, you know, filled with weakness and struggle and never be able to get over it, you know? And yes, of course, like we've experienced the fall and there's the result of the fall, but this is not how it was meant to be. You know, Mm -hmm. we were, we were made to live in freedom and, and as Christ, you know, came into the world and 
broke all the chains of sin and bondage and all of this, like he created a pathway for us to live in freedom. And I thought this could be a good topic for us to talk about because I think we all have places in our life, whether before or even now, mm-hmm. where the enemy has whispered a lie to us that this is what we were made to be in. This is the life that we were made for, is a life where we're in bondage, where we're slaves to something and that we'll never, ever be free. Mm. Can you say that quote again from the film? Yeah, he said, if you want to hold people in chains, one must first convince them that they are made to be bound. Thoughts? Thoughts, friends? Hmm. So many. Michelle, What's what stirs in your heart as you hear that? I think that's true. I think I've even noticed it. I like I, in the time that we're recording right now, I just got off of my personal retreat. And it was just one of those times where it was very simple, yet it was very deep. But I realized, do I really believe that the resurrection power that rose Christ from the dead actually lives in me and actually will change things and areas that I have, lies that I have believed, or like we use the phrase around here on the podcast, the little parts of me that the Lord needs to love or tend to me. And the more that I've studied about trauma and attachment and all of that, you can see like in real time and science and all of that. But I also blending that with the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Lord and that he does want extensive freedom on this side of heaven. And do I want to live that? Like I keep on thinking to myself, the joy of the Lord is my strength. What does that look like practically? What does this look like to live the beautiful exchange is what the things I've been really meditating on is like, what does it look like to trade ashes for beauty, mourning for dancing, this beautiful exchange, but that is what the inheritance of the Lord has offered for us. But do I actually sit at the banquet table and eat this inheritance and take a part of this feast that he has prepared for us? And just really challenging myself to look at just, yeah, all these areas that are still where I'm bound. And it's probably funny, Heather, like you were saying it, we were talking before we started recording, there's a quote from John the Cross where he talks about, even if it's a little string keeping you bound, a bird still can't fly. For some of us, it's just like removing a little string or actually the chains have been lifted, but we're just not walking it out. Like the chains are actually Mm -hmm. gone, but it is actually more comfortable to live in chains and then it is to live in freedom because freedom, like you were saying, Heather, a pathway, not only it's a new pathway of living, it's a new neural pathway in our brain, but it's also, we have to learn, we're just creatures of comfort. So we want to go to what's familiar, even if it's more painful and detrimental to us, you know, sister, what are your thoughts? Gosh, that's true. So true. The, the dysfunction that we know often feels safer than the freedom that we don't know. Yep. Amen. There you go. Because we know the dysfunction. We know that's one of the things that Jay Stringer in that book, Unwanted, when he talks about sexual addiction, he says one of the things about sexual addiction and any kind of addiction, he's like, it's actually a, it reestablishes our own self-hatred because we know exactly what we're going to get. We know exactly, Mm -hmm. we know what's going to happen. Like if Mm -hmm. I, whatever, you know, whatever we use to to mask or to numb the overwhelm we feel inside. We know what's going to happen. Like we know we're going to hate ourselves. And he's like a reinforcement of the self-hatred that it becomes not unlike, you know, Gollum and the precious, you know, the, the precious. Mm. And yeah, I just, when you, when you, when you're both sharing those things, but Heather, when I saw your email this morning, I just was the first thing that I thought of is, you know, the, the Satan, the enemy, the Diabolo, the Diabolo, the one who drives through and scatters, Versus the Our Lady, who's the symbolo, like the symbolon, the one who gathers together and ponders in her heart. And I was just thinking how the enemy is 
continually just scattering and, and telling those lies like worm tongue in Lord of the Rings. Like he's just always whispering mm-hmm. those lies. And so much of us were like King Theoden under this malaise of lies of like this haze. It's like so hazy and we're kind of like, what, you know, what, what? And, and we know the truth and we, but yet it's, there's a disconnect and yeah, just thinking about that of, of freedom, you know, when we're speaking about freedom, we're talking about license of doing whatever you want, but to be truly free means to be able to see the good and to do the good. And that's Christ. Like Christ is goodness. Like he, he is goodness himself. And so there's nothing impeding him from doing the good and to being the good. And we all have places in our own heart where that's impeded out of, unhealed trauma, unconfessed sin, lies we believe about ourselves, areas of weakness, but it's not, it's not like, I don't, I'm not, I can't remember if I said this already, but there's a priest that we often teach with at the John Paul II Healing Center. And he said, healing is not a search and destroy mission. <laughs> it's not a search and destroy mission. I'm finding the one thing that's like taking me out so I can destroy it. He said, it's letting every part of our hearts be loved. And so even the places mm. of our deepest weakness, which we often find the paradox of bondage and also freedom, it's in those places that we wish we didn't have that are actually the paradoxes of the transformation into truth and goodness and beauty. So yeah, those are, that's just some of my initial thoughts, but Heather, what are you, what are you thinking? Yeah, that's so good. Just that nuance of like, often we, we just think of the power of Christ, Mm -hmm. but it's his love that heals like the power that can break through sin and darkness and all Mm -hmm. of that, which it is power, but the power is his love like Mm -hmm. that. That's what the cross is back in Advent, you know, there's all the scriptures about Emmanuel and I was sitting at mass. It's like God with us. And I kept thinking about like, often we, we think about that as like, God is with us, like a friend, just like hanging out beside us in the midst of struggle or whatever. But I'm like, he's not just a passive friend Mm -hmm. who happens to be with us in the midst of our struggle. He has the power to save. Mm -hmm. And that power is his love. That that's the expression on the cross is the greatest act of love the world has ever known. So yeah, I just wanted to pause on that for a second. But I thought maybe we could just share about maybe some areas in our own life where this has been active, like maybe where we've felt like we're under this lie Mm -hmm. and what the enemy has done with that or what the agreement was and then maybe freedom that's come later. Because I think maybe some people are like, what do you mean? (laughs) You know, We're just talking in language like this. What do we mean? So I'll go first. So I was thinking there's so many of these places. I was like, wow, I just have like a whole library full of things to choose from. But one in particular is just so obvious is um, when I was younger and, and I've talked about this a little bit before and I talked about it in the book that I wrote, but I had a lot of difficulty in my relationship with my brother and he was involved in the occult and he was very like spiritually and psychologically, emotionally abusive to me. I'm the younger sister. He experienced a lot of pain in his life as well. And, and obviously hurt people will hurt people. And there I was just this little sister. And, um, he used to tell me like a lot of just like horrible things that he was involved in. And, and then he would say to me, you know, like, if you ever tell anybody, like, I'm going to end your life, you Mm. know? And, um, Mm. and he was really serious about this. And as a result, I got very quiet And I was already kind of a shy kid, you know, but I got very, very quiet. There was a lot of things that I just wouldn't say. And what the enemy was was doing there in the background of this, like it's like a real traumatic experience. But Mm -hmm. the enemy was very active to just say, you better be quiet. Mm. You better never tell anybody. You better never talk about not just this, but there's a lot of things that I just got very, very quiet about. And that lasted for like a number of years. And 
and thank God, like my brother and I have reconciled and there's been a lot of healing in that relationship and we're really good friends now, but the work that the Lord has done, it's like what the enemy stole away and the things that I believe that I didn't have a place, that I didn't have a voice, that that wasn't for me whenever I was invited into to say something or like speak to a group, I would just be like, no, 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 like this isn't like for me. But as, as I've lived into really, like you said, sister, allowing God to love me in those places and to let his light just come into the darkness. I mean, what am I doing right now? Like I'm on a podcast. <laughs> You see my voice all over the place, like the restoration that God has done, even in just this like one place where he gave me my voice back, not, not just in this big way, but in lots of ways. Yeah. It's just tremendous. Like what, Mm. what the Lord has done, the Mm. work that the Lord has done there. And I think for many of us, there's places where we've lost our voice for a number of reasons, you know, where we've gotten quiet about certain things. Or we felt like we tried to use our voice and nobody heard us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we just don't know how to how to speak anymore. We just don't know how to express what we're supposed to express. I mean, I know, Michelle, you teach on this as a big part of formation where we've lost our voice because it's such a pivotal part of our story. Thanks for sharing that, Heather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sister, what are you thinking? You have this introspective look on your face. Oh, just, yeah, just... Um... I just reverencing your story, Heather, and like the, um, I, I just, the, the thought, the scripture that comes to me, you know, is from Joseph in the Old Testament, what the enemy meant for good, like that, you know, what was meant for destruction has been brought about by the Lord to bring ultimate good, you know, mm-hmm. and just, I, I just think of that little girl inside and what she would have felt like even in her body, what that would be like to live with that and underneath that and, and just like the the tiny like threads that many times look like fishing wire or spider webs that just kind of slowly encapture the heart, you know, because many times it is catastrophic events like that. And then it's also just the, yeah, like the little fibers that over time just bind our hearts. And then Mm -hmm. after a while we're like, Hey, this isn't, something's off here. You know, I couldn't, and we can't Mm -hmm. often name, sometimes we can name the source, but sometimes not. And it's like, it becomes like you're saying of a whole, system really of you you can't say anything you can't speak you can't and it just and then we get like things that like reinforce those beliefs and mm, Mm -hmm. yeah that and that's delicate and how deep it goes yes exactly and how deep it goes often like for me yeah it starts with the voice right Mm -hmm. but what the enemy was doing on such a deeper level which we always talk about this it's layers you know it's layers Mm -hmm. donkey here we go and Mm -hmm. i'm in the middle of deeper layers of this so Mm -hmm. even though yeah like a huge portion of this got restored what else happened on like another yes. level is the enemy was clamming me up all over the place. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel the freedom to give any sign that I was under distress, mm. right? I couldn't let anybody know anything because it would tip them off to something was wrong. They would ask more questions. So everything got quiet. Mm-hmm. My emotions got quiet. Everything became like so internal for me. So that's the work of the heart now that I'm doing as I'm like, in counseling again, I'm like working on a lot of like, what are, why, why do I keep shutting down my emotions mm. and silencing, you know, myself in this way? Mm-hmm. Because I don't want people to, to see the burden or feel that I'm a burden or whatever it might be, you know, under there. So I'm like, the Lord is just like not after the one thing. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't want to get into another layer of mm-hmm. my own healing, but what I'm trying to point to is the Lord wants to heal all of it. 
He wants freedom all the way down. Mm -hmm. He doesn't just want it on the biggest thing that we can see. He wants it even in the places that we can't see. And so when I've like, when I'm teaching now and I'm talking about like the salvation history story and then our own story overlaid, there are places that the cross of Christ is supposed to go all the way down into these moments of history in our own hearts where freedom is born there, where the, where the power of the resurrection is is born right there. And for me, that's another layer. He loves us too much to leave us just at one level. And just at one level. And with that, though, Heather, like, okay, it made you interior, go interior into a place of yourself. But even what Sister was saying, what uh, Satan meant for harm, the Lord will use for good. But in that, those places, the Lord allowed you to develop a deep interior life and a deep introspection mm -hmm. and a deep where you may not have had that before, you know, like you may mm -hmm. not have had it. So like Dr. Bob says a lot of times, the wound and the gift go hand in hand. It's like you have they to see, be. like, and Sister mm -hmm. have said on the podcast before, like Satan's a great sniper. He knows exactly where to take you out because it's he takes us out oftentimes, in my experience, is when we're young. Like oftentimes mm -hmm. when we're young is because he fears what we will become if we walk in true freedom. And when we experience that, and I think it is, I think a lot of it for me, I know like one of the lies, Bob does such a good job and sister with healing the whole person. Like what, what are your core wounds, you know? And mm -hmm. I think for each and every one of us, because it, it's what part of the fall is shame. What areas do you feel like you don't mm -hmm. measure up? What areas do you feel like shame? And for me, it was a perfect example. Like sister, watch it play out in real time. A sister was here when I went on silent retreat and she came with us and we had breakfast with my husband right before we were going to go in silence. And Chris and I had a total disagreement, like not disagreement, but just not seeing each other. He said something, my feelings got extremely hurt. And what he said, he didn't, I assumed a lot in what he said, and I was just raw and vulnerable. So I start crying. We're at the breakfast table. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. it makes me tear down. I'm, like, tearing up. Chris is oblivious, kind of oblivious that I'm even upset. And sister's watching because she's sitting across the table from us, and she's like, okay, what's going on here? Mm. And then Chris and I get in a separate car after we finish breakfast. And at this point, I've moved to hurt to, from shame to blame. You did. Like, I said, like, you made me feel. Like, and I mean, I just let him, ha and he's like, whoa, whoa. And, you know, here I am about to leave for a silent retreat. And um, oftentimes we usually don't fight like this. You know, usually we're somewhat in sync. And part of the reason I'm learning, like, okay, conflict is not a bad thing. Conflict is good. And I need to learn how to, but I, I mean, I'm the first to admit, it, I don't fight fair. <laughs> like, <laughs> because I, I mean, that's when my little places come out. I get, because I get hurt and then I just want to blame mm -hmm. because I want to control the situation. Like, cause I just want to, mm -hmm. but, and then I went back and then I just get quiet and I armor up. I armor up. Like you hurt me. I'm not going to let you in. And it was interesting over the three or four days of just being on silent retreat and seeing what the Lord says like, okay, this is your fig leaves, Michelle, when you want to armor up. And one of the scriptures that was huge for me in Advent was in Romans, cast off any darkness, put on the armor of light. Mm. And I was like, okay, I have to bring light into this situation. We have to bring light into the truth situations. And it was interesting. I left on our silent retreat. We're staying out at this beautiful beach house. Thank you to the O'Grady's. And I came home to see Chris that uh, Sunday afternoon. And I just, because I knew I had to make it right. 
And it was so funny. I came into the house and he was like, and he said to me, he looked at me, he goes, oh my goodness. He's like, I was literally praying that you would come, like that you would come home. Because he said, I knew, he goes, I don't like when we're like, we're not connected and we're off. But I knew I had to come without my fig leaf and true vulnerability and like say, this is how it really made me feel. I know this wasn't your attention, but these are the hurt places in me. And I'm very thankful that I had a husband that could receive that in tenderness and in strength and love me there. Mm -hmm. But my vulnerability brings out his strength, you know, and vice versa with one another. But it was so interesting just to watch it play out in real time. Like, man, I fig leave up really quickly. Hmm. What the thing that I did not want to do was lean in and love. I wanted to armor up and step back. But that's not the posture we have to take. If we want freedom, we have to lean in with love, with truth, and go into the places with light and really cast off darkness, like throw it off and put on light in all the areas, especially the ones that we really don't even want to see about ourselves or admit to others about ourselves. It's really easy, like you already know, but it's something about saying it out loud to another person. But when that is received with tenderness and compassion, that's the beauty of the healing process. That's so good. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Michelle, I, yeah, just remembering that. And I, I find, even as you share that, just the way that the Lord loves you and how he revealed that to you. And it wasn't in, in shame, like you said, it was, this is, this is the particular area where like, it's easy. It feels easier to armor up in the Lord, the invitation. I love that your response of the, to the invitation of the Lord to, to press in, even when it was like the last thing you wanted to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have this thought sometimes. I'm like, who ever thought of this way of living, you know, being loving when you're hurt or even like inner healing? It's like, whoever thought of this idea, it's because it's so hard, you know, like we have that response of like, I don't want to do this essentially is what's going on. Like, this is a hard road and it is a hard road, but the hard road is what bears the most fruit. I think that's what we're trying to say is like, we have decisions to make. There's grace and there's opportunity and there's inv- invitation but we have to respond to what, what the Lord is saying. He's like, I'm walking down this path and I'm inviting you to come this way, mm-hmm. but we don't have to go that way. Mm-hmm. And there's many times I think all of us have chosen not that way. Mm-hmm. I don't think we do that every day. <laughs> We're like, oh yeah, that wasn't, oops, that wasn't the way. <laughs> Darn it. Not that way. Yeah. How about you, sister? Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. I feel like I have a whole library of things as well. I think something that I what I was pondering as I'm just kind of listening maybe to the other side of this is a friend of mine was telling me about a talk they heard many years ago. And the speaker of the talk said, you know, imagine you could take a magic wand and whatever you hate about yourself the most, whatever that is, whether it's a personality flaw, it's a struggle you have, it's part of your body, it's a relationship, but it's the thing that you, you just absolutely hate that you just feel like you're the most unlovable. And the speaker said, imagine you could take a magic wand and just make that go away and just make that go away. And then he left the audience kind of sitting in that. And then the speaker came back and said, well, you know what? There is no magic wand. <laughs> and he said, what if that very place that you just thought of, if you allow Jesus to come and transform that, what if that is the place of your deepest holiness and love? Mm-hmm. And I think for myself, like when I think of I, wounds, I just like my own catastrophic wound of abandonment, which I just see it played out over and over and over and over and over and over again. And it's like the places where 
it's, it's the places, even as they are nuanced of the places I feel most unlovable and just most like repulsive. And it's very interesting of like, just my personality type of just, just somebody who just works really hard. And like, that's just part of the way that God mm. made my nature. And so, you know, as ever, we all know, this has been a long journey for me. And I, I just see like these, like the scent of self-hatred that comes even still many times after all these years in these places and, and the places that are so obvious to me that I, all I can do is respond in love that I can't make these places go away. And to me, they're, to me, they're, uh, repulsive and I've had to come a long way even in accepting these parts of me. But I think part of the freedom that's come even in these places is of number one of Jesus coming to be with me there. And he doesn't find those places repulsive. And they don't disqualify me, even though I'm very little there and very poor. They don't disqualify me from his love. They are very endearing to him. And then secondly, also, as I experience freedom in them and experience the places where I'm still bound, the Lord is very clear that he is the one doing the liberating. I'm not my own mm-hmm. liberator. And mm-hmm. I've had distinct moments in my life where I've received freedom and I knew it was the Lord. I knew it because I'd been working for years years and years and years. And it was all very important and it had to, but at the moment where liberation came, it, it was like the, it was a scent of the resurrection of like, Oh Lord, this is you. Like this is you. And so I think for myself, like as we walk through these places, I just think in myself like, Oh, these aren't places to be hated and they're places where we feel most unlovable, but it's in the acceptance of those places with the Lord that that bondage, even of that self-hatred is transformed and we become we become content and, and not just like content, not resigned, but content and receptive to our own littleness. And that itself is a freedom. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's what comes to my heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And it's amazing to think about what would have happened if you didn't let the Lord love you there. Yeah. If you had believed like, and I'm sure on some level we mm-hmm. all did in the stories that we mm-hmm. shared, we believe that this is the place, like we started at the beginning, that that we were made for this mm-hmm. slavery, whatever it is, that this is just how it is, mm-hmm. that all of us had come to grips with like, this is just going to be my thing that I have to struggle with, mm-hmm. you know, in my life or whatever that is. And for you, sister, if you didn't let the Lord love you there, you would never have been able to make a gift of yourself because you didn't see yourself as a gift, Amen. you know? You could never yeah. give yourself as a gift to him or to other people or like none of this. Your life wouldn't have happened the way it's happened. Mm. You know, it's beautiful. I mean, it's tremendous to think about like there's quite a cost. Mm. There is quite a cost mm. to not allowing the Lord to come in there. And I think sometimes it's just like a really serious doubt that we have. Mm-hmm underneath things where we're like, God, I might believe in God and I might believe he might do this for someone else. And some people are probably listening right now and they're like, oh, of course God would do that for you because you're who you are or whatever. Like, but he doesn't love me that much or I'm not the chosen one or he doesn't see me. Like this is just another area of bondage Mm -hmm. that the enemy has convinced people that Mm -hmm. God isn't going to come for them. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I mean, it's just a lie. It's a lie from the enemy that is woven so tightly that we, it just feels true. That's how good he is at lying. It just feels true. Mm-hmm. And so even in there, I think we have some decisions to make about faith, to like choose faith, to pray for the gift of faith, to make acts of our will towards faith. And I was, I was listening to this Franciscan friar. He's a CFR in Ireland, Father Columba or something, I think is, uh, I'm not sure if I yes. got that right, but 
Oh my gosh, is he ever the sweetest. But I was watching one of his videos and he was talking about St. Therese. And he was saying, St. Therese didn't struggle with believing in God her whole life. It was easy for her until the very end. And then it was complete darkness. And it was the most difficult time of her life. And he said what she did was she wrote out the creed and she actually pinned it to her chest, like pinned it. I mean, this sounds extreme, but yo, the saints were pretty extreme. Anyway, she pinned it to her chest and she just kept like holding it as close as she could to her heart, the creed. And she kept going, I believe this. She would just Mm. put her hand there and go, I believe this. I believe this. I believe this. So like without consolation, without all the feelings of faith in God, she just still kept making these like radical acts of the will, you know? And I was like, in what ways do I just so passively give that ground up to the enemy? Amen. I just give it away. I just am like, I don't even put up any resistance, which goes back to the other quote. We need stronger warriors. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do. You know, and I think like that strength, even that strength, like it comes from the Lord. And I don't know, I just feel like everything that we're struggling with, like I'm not strong enough or I'm not that person or I'm not whatever, like the Lord is ready to meet us there with everything that we're lacking and fill up all the gaps mm. with who he is. And I think we have to remind ourselves, St. Therese, like in the little way, the world needs stronger warriors. And I think for most of us, like Sister was saying earlier, we feel like the stronger warriors, we have to earn our white knuckle it, like mm-hmm. or push through mm-hmm. these places. Where actually it's just taking these places and these lies and really gently with a holy curiosity, go, okay, like why am I reacting like this? Why am I believing like this? But gently bring these places into the light. And oftentimes they're hiding in plain sight is what I love to say. Like they're right there. We know they're there, but they're hiding in plain sight and really simply place them into the arms of the Father. Or simply place the Holy Spirit, I need you to comfort me in these places. I need to be seen in these places. Mm-hmm. I need to be soothed in these places. I need to feel secure in these places. Something about me feels so insecure, and that's why I'm acting. You know, like, Holy Spirit, you're a comforter. I need you to come in these places and be counselor to me. And then I need you to advocate for me, Holy Spirit, t- the truth. I need you to tell me the truth. Holy Spirit, what is the truth about this situation? And I also think that's where community comes in. Like St. Therese play, you know, prayed the creed, I believe. Like I think we've talked about there's something about saying things out loud. One, confession, the power of confession, sacrament of confession is powerful, but also having people around you to say, all right, you know this is not the truth of who you are. This is who you are, you know, and to receive those. Receive one another in love and bring light into those places that darkness feels like it's swirling, especially when it feels like it's swirling around and you don't know up from down. Mm-hmm. Sister had an incident this past week where she used an adjective to describe herself. And I simply said to her, I'm like, okay, in all of our times we've been friends, you would never use this adjective to describe yourself. Something's not right. Like this is not a way, a descriptive word I've ever heard you use. Now I've said that about me many a time, <laughs> but for her, I was like, something doesn't fit. Like it just didn't fit. And so when it's like, mm. if it doesn't fit, you know that that's the enemy at work. Like, and just to be able to call it out and then you can realign. Mm. So I think for us, like allowing the Holy Spirit to come in with just this gentle, tender power to reveal and bring us into freedom. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know? mm-hmm. 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 Oh, gosh, yes. What you both are saying is so beautiful. And I think even in the scripture of Galatians, St. Paul is saying to us, 
which is what you both are saying, do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. And a yoke is something that links, links us to somebody else. A yoke yes. is something that links. And Jesus says, you know, come after me, take my yoke upon you. So we were yoked to him, but the, we're yoked to the enemy. We're yoked to lie. Like you can just see even like over the yoke, like we're, we're in bondage to the enemy. We're in bondage to the slave mm. master versus in loving relationship with the one, with the father who loves us. And it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just so easy to do that. And there was, um, if you have the December Magnificat, if you still have it around when you hear this episode, but on, I was very struck by on Monday, December 19th, there's a beautiful reflection from Mother Elvira Petrozzi, who's the founders of the Chinacolo community, which does a lot of work for rehab, like addictions. I mean, the very things we're talking about. And she says, she's talking about, I believe. She's talking about the creed, I believe. And she said, I believe is a proclamation that has to dwell in our being and it has to root itself in the depths of our heart in order to be able to go into the whole world because we are the bearers of this message Faith in God regenerates a new story inside of us, a beautiful story that opens within us the hope that it is possible to change, (laughs) that Mm. it is possible. And that whenever we're nervous or fearful or confused, we can be truly nourished just by being there before the Lord, by welcoming him, by living in him and by entrusting to him our entire life composed all of its lights and all of its shadows. And I love that because this is what we're talking about, like the, the opening of everything to the Lord so he can receive all of it. And that's, that's the key to transformation is, is being, and that's how we become yoked to him, even in the things we don't want, even the things we hate about us, even things, I mean, everything in our life, like we just keep bringing it back to the Lord and it sounds simple and it actually is. (laughs) I think we make things a lot more difficult than it needs to be at times. We're like, okay, Lord, I give this to you. I give this to you. I give this to you. I don't know what to do with it, Lord. I give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it just starts there. You know, we've all talked about the power of declaration and maybe it just starts with us starting to whisper out loud. Jesus, I believe you that you have freedom for me. Amen. I believe you that you love me. I believe you that you want to bring light into this dark place. I believe that you are strength in my weakness. You like all of those things. I think we just need to start like Mm -hmm. giving our assent Mm -hmm. to what we believe. Mm. Heather, I'm wondering, I, when you just said that, that was so powerful. Would you be able to pray for us? Would you be able to pray for our listeners just in proclamations or, just a bit of a meditation in those words that when you were speaking that there was such a rush of the Holy Spirit. I'm just wondering if you'd be willing to do that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's pray. Yeah. In the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, you love us so much and you can see all the places that we have in hiding, that we've exiled, that are in isolation, that are hidden. And Lord, you love us there. You deeply love us there. And it's so hard for us to accept that sometimes. It's so hard for us to believe that. And so just now, Lord, and wherever people are at, you know where they are. You see them. We just want to give our assent to you, Lord, and just like choose to believe the truth of who you are, of your character, of your goodness, and of the truth. So, Lord, we choose to believe that your love is greater than any sin in our life. That your truth can conquer any lie that we've believed, no matter how deep it goes. 
We believe that you are the light in the darkness and that the dark is not dark for you. We believe that you are Emmanuel, that you are God with us, and that you aren't just passively watching difficulties in our life transpire, but that you are with us with the power to save and heal and restore. We choose to believe, Jesus, that you are the way, and in all the places that we can't find the way, that we don't see the way, that we don't know the path, that you are the way. So we entrust it to you, the pathway forward, God, even if we don't know what it is. We believe, God, that you are who you say you are. That it's your kindness that leads us to repentance. It's not harshness. That you are a good father. So, Lord, I just pray for all who are listening that you would continue to reveal places that you desire to heal and restore and set free and that you would break the lie that we were somehow made to live under this yoke of slavery and replace it with the truth that we were made for freedom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Heather. Mm. Oh, thank you, friend. I think, I think it's going to deeply bless people. Thank you. Mm, thank you. Yeah, it's beautiful. Well, my dear friends, shall we talk about our one thing for the week? Michelle, you want to give our listeners your one thing? Yeah, my one thing is a book. I think we have mentioned it before on the podcast, but I think it's such a good resource. And actually, I'll make a whole list, like an Amazon book list of just books on healing and where to start. We have Dr. Bob's book, Healing, Be Healed, Sister Miriam's book, I Am Loved, Heather's book, Abide, are all really good books. I'll put them on. But one I also love is Dr. Kurt Thompson's Soul of Shame. Whoa. It's one of those ones where I go back to again and again. And it is just really good. And he's a Christian psychologist, but he blends in shame and our story and where it just has left almost like you can see the fingerprints of shame on our story and in our lives. And he does such a beautiful way of explaining that. And it just, yeah. It's a really good resource that I can think will help. It still helps me, and I've read it like three times, and our listeners on the journey. You know, every time I read it, I'm like, that wasn't there before. That part wasn't there before, you know. But it's really good. Mm-hmm. Sister, what about you? What's your one thing? Well, my one thing, I've mentioned before that my the friend that I live with, Sister Megan, uh, she's our general superior. She is an excellent cook, an excellent baker. And she, oh gosh, so she just made... I can still smell it in the air. She just made double chocolate walnut biscotti. Wow. Which uh, (laughs) she's, she's made all kinds of things, but I want to give our listeners. It is so good. Like her biscotti is just so good. She made cherry pistachio also biscotti, but like her double chocolate walnut biscotti, especially is so wonderful. So I'm just going to give our listeners that treat. So that's going to be the gift that keeps on giving. right (laughs) I hope so. Seriously. Good. It is. It is so good it's it's and it's like a little bit different most people like oh chocolate chip cookies but this is a little bit different so i think you'll like it so i'll put the recipe up yeah that's awesome sweet miss heather Uh, my one thing yes my one thing is a new album that came out relatively recently by jeremy riddle called live in the prayer room Mm. it has been on repeat since the day it came out it's so good in my opinion 
It's so good. And I had like probably six other people text me that day, all, are you listening to this right now? And then I sent it to my daughter, Maria, and she's like, dang, every song, what is up with this guy? Anyway, I hope it blesses you. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got book, we got music, we got food. What else What else do we need? You We're, know, so like... <laughs> We're so cultured. Look at us. <laughs> oh, dear friends, God bless you. Thank you for joining us. And we just pray for all the little places maybe that the Lord spoke to today, that they would just be wrapped in the kindness and the love and the eternal just solicitude and care of the Lord. So until next week, we will be abiding together. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend and leave us a review? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com, where you can find all the show notes, links to our one things, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful coffee mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints in our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of the content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Body Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through the Patreon website, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier for you. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member and you will receive bonus content every month, such as recipes, music playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information at patreon.com slash abidingtogetherpodcast. Thank you so much and God bless you.